is good and he is worthy to be praised hallelujah i bless his holy name how about you today come on give god some glory in the house he is worthy of it amen i was rushing this morning i got up that rain had me in boy i was popping my sleep i was going into the third round now usually my husband wake me up before he leaves he must have been late too. <laughs> I ain't get a kiss. I ain't get a bop. I ain't get a hit. I ain't get a knock. I ain't get nothing. <laughs> Bless the name of the Lord. I said to the Lord, I got in the shower. I said, Lord, I'm not late for work. I don't want to be late for church. Okay? Let's keep our priorities in order. Amen. Bless the name of the Lord. We are in the chapter of 1 Kings, chapter 8. Verses 14 through 21, and our focus today is that we are reminded that God's hand is at work for his people. Mm, that's a key word right there. That's something I will just tell you to pull out. God's work, hand is at work for his own. Now, you know God is not prejudiced. Because as you can well see, there's so many blessed, unsaved people as well. But when we talk about his people, God's hand is at work even when you don't even see it. He's working on your behalf. Amen? How many of you believe that this morning? Amen. Oh, yes, he is. He's already worked it out. Mm, Jesus had worked it out. He already done worked it out. If you asked him... He's already done it. You can walk in it. You can talk in it. You can live in it. You can be about it. Amen. God's hand, God's hand. I ain't talking about my hand. I ain't talking about my husband's hand, but I'm talking about the Lord Almighty's hand is at work for you. How many of you have asked God for something on this morning? How many of you need something right now from the Lord? Oh, let me put my hand God's hand is already working it out for you. And if you can believe it, then you can receive your blessing. And you ain't got to wait for it to come into fruition. You can already bless the Lord for it. Go ahead and bless him for what he's already done for you. Oh, bless the name of the... Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it ain't done already. That's why we as children of God, we walk by faith, hallelujah, and not by sight. If we walk by sight, God Almighty, we, we go under quick. We got to know that we know that we know that we got a God that's working out our situation, working out all on our behalf. No, I'm just talking about the title. I'm, I'm excited about Sunday school, y'all. God is good to us. Okay? All right. So we're talking about being reminded of what God does for us. Amen? Now, remember we talked about Solomon building the temple. David's son, Solomon, he built the temple. You know David, he, his daddy, his daddy wanted to build that temple so bad. His heart was so pure. He wanted to do something for the Lord because God had just been so good to them. Amen. Have you ever just felt in your spirit, Lord, what else can I do for you? What more can I do? Am, am I doing enough just coming to church and, and, and trying to be on top? But am I doing enough, God? What else can I do for you, God? And then you find yourself trying to do something extra, and then you don't follow through. 
How many, how many has that happened to? I got to raise my, I'm going to raise my feet on that one. Okay. I want to do so much more. No time in the day to get it all done. But you want to do so much more for God. Lord, what more can I do to please you? You've been so good to me. Oh, God, you've been so kind to me. You've touched my body over and over again. And I knew when I was laying there, I said, God, when I get up from here, I'm going to do something extra for you. I want to do more, God. I want to do more for you. You deserve it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I know without a doubt. I've said it. I've asked the Lord, what more can I do? How many more souls can I, can I pour into? God, what can I do? What extra can I do? David just wanted to do the right thing concerning God. His heart was pure. He wasn't looking for anything from God because he wanted to build God a temple, a holy, sanctified, glorified temple where he could dwell. God, our temple is within us. We have the temple of the Holy Ghost in this body. For those of you who are saved and sanctified, the Holy Ghost, God reigns in you. Greater is he, that's the he that is in you. The Holy Ghost is that spirit of the Holy Ghost, God himself. He is the one that is greater in you than he that is in the world. Who's in the world? Satan is in the world. He's walking to and from, seeking whom he may devour. He wants to devour you. And if he can't devour you, he coming for your companion. If he can't come before your companion, he coming for your children, baby. And if he can't get your children, he coming for the next generation. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Understand that your God is not to be just chilling out inside your spirit. You better use that doomless power that you have, God, and break down the enemy. Every chance you get, let the enemy know your name. Let him know that. I'm messing with her. She, she too close to God. I ain't messing with Sister Abner. Forget Sister Jeter. I'm going to go across here on the other side of the church and I'm going to mess with those that don't have a relationship with God. Come on to church. You can come all you want to, but if you ain't got no relationship, you just playing a rehearsal for nothing. You playing games with your Holy Ghost. You playing games with your life. You're coming here every day to play games with your life? Is that how it is? Or are you using that power and that anointing that God has given you in you through the spirit of the Holy Ghost? What you doing with it? What you doing with it? Do you have a heart to do something extra? Do you have a heart to do something extra for the Lord? I mean, we can do something extra even if we don't even realize how extra things we have done. And, and you just see it as, I, I just did it. Somebody need a ride. I went to go pick up Sister Paulette today. I need, she needed a ride this week. You did something extra for the Lord. You just did something extra. Uh, I went out and I went and get some clothes for the senior citizen home because Sunday school was asking for them. So I went on out and I, and I went and picked up a few things. This stuff was on sale. It didn't cost me nothing. You did that for the Lord. Your heart was genuine. God accepted your sacrifice. God loves a genuine, heartfelt sacrifice unto him. 
Those things are sacrifices. Those are extras that you're doing. You look at somebody and you see that their face is solemn and gloom and you just smile and say, God bless you. You just did some extra. Come on here, somebody. You give somebody a hug. Good morning. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. You did some extra. These are the things that God would do. Anything positive that will uplift the next person, that will be a blessing to the next person. You're doing something extra for God. And he loves it. And he loves you for loving him. Ooh, and when you love God, oh my goodness, you get extra. <laughs> Glory to God. You get extra. Hallelujah. Ooh, blessed be the name of the Lord. David wanted to do the temple. His heart was pure. He wanted so bad to build that temple for God. The brother went into like uh, engineering mode, okay? He began to let the Lord allow, speak to him and, and tell him how to construct the place, amen? Everything down to the little piece of squares on the windows and, and the pillars and how long they had to be, how great and how thick they had to be. I'm gonna tell you right now, that had to be a process. Ooh, can you imagine that? I mean, we can't even get to our jobs on time and, and try to do the paperwork they asked us to do. Let's just bring that thing on in, okay? I'm Lord, I mean, let me help him get out of this house. Lord, I forgot my lunch. Let me go back and get my lunch. <laughs> God is trying to tell us something. Let's be about God's business. Y'all know I'm telling on myself. Oh, Lord, I forgot my lunch. I got to go back. And you know, I'm all the way down there in that country. I ain't going out. I'm going to get my lunch up in here. <laughs> but God wants us to be about his business. Let's be about his business. If you are praying on a daily basis, guess what? When you begin to listen after you have prayed and you have petitioned and you've given your supplications unto the Lord, listen for the Lord to speak to you. Now, prayer is one thing, but you got to listen to hear what God wants to say to you. Now, many of us, we say, oh, Lord, I've been down here for an hour and a half. Let me get up from here. Lord, my day is going. Lord, I'm tired. I don't know what. But you got to stay there. Girl, many times, I done fell asleep. I'm going to tell the truth. God knows. I'd be so tired. I'd get up, go down there to that country, work with them kids all day. But I got to push myself to pray. And so I'm, I'm, I'm finished praying, you know, and I'm telling you, I need an hour or so. I need an hour is a minimum for my prayer. So sometimes I'm just down there running my mouth, but the Holy Ghost has taken over. So the Holy Ghost is making intercession for me. Okay, so he knows everything I need. He knows what I need to be praying for. So I just let the Holy Ghost have his way. Then I try to come in. By that time, I didn't forget about half the stuff I wanted. Half the stuff I needed to do. I didn't got tired. That's to tell the truth. The human side of me began to come out. I began to doze off. One time I caught myself snoring. I said, oh, God, forgive me. My body was tired. But my intentions were pure. Do you understand what I'm saying? When I woke up, I said, oh, God, forgive me. Lord, my body is just so tired. Touch me, God. Rain on me. Sometimes you can pray and pray. And you are using this natural body to get that energy out to pray into the God, to the Lord. Your spirit is willing. That's why your spirit can just go on and on and on and on and on. Your body just be going down and down and down. And, but that's all right because God is building you. 
He's building you. This is real. This is real. I'm being transparent. Sometimes we have good intentions. And then sometimes, you know, it, it, for you it ain't working out. <laughs> because you don't fell asleep or, you know, you hop your head to the side. Anything. That, but guess what? You go back and you just begin to say, Lord, have your way in my life. I need to hear from you. You have spoken through me, but I didn't understand it. Because that was you speaking. But now I need to hear you direct me. God is a directing God. And he knows our situation. Sometimes our mind is full. Just full, full, full with everything we need to do. I need to go to work, Lord. I need to go to this class. I need to go and pick up some groceries. Lord, who asking for money now? I ain't got but such as a Okay, well, I'm going to give her such as a Well, let me make sure I cash up that. Make sure I come back. And, Lord, my husband need his stuff washed. Let me make sure I do. Your mind is like this all the time. The enemy makes sure of that. You know why? Because when your mind is full, 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 you ain't got time. You ain't got time for nothing else. Because you done wore yourself out trying to fill the needs of others. Oh, he's very strategic. The enemy's very strategic. He makes sure that the ones you're serving, most of the time, are your loved ones. <laughs> your churn, Lord, no. Your churn, you, they grow up, you think, woo! Woo, nothing. They are there. <laughs> They still there. They ain't going nowhere. That's a lifetime commitment, y'all. Trust me. That's it. That thing with your, your chair, that's a life. 18 nothing, 18 to the, to the world, but till late till death do them part with you, okay? <laughs> they call on you all the time. Mama, can you do something? Mama, can you watch the baby? Mama, can you? Actually, don't even ask me, can I watch the baby? She just drop on in and leave them. She come in, hey, ma, make groceries out in the kitchen. Ma, I'm going to leave the kids here. And she gone, okay? Because guess what? That's what we'll do for our own. You know, I plan a certain time when I get home that I'm going to study. I'm going to pray and I'm going to study. Why is it that she and them little, them little nukies come through there when it's time for me to pray and study? The enemy knows. You see what I'm saying? He's strategic because when they leave, God knows I'm all out. I got to clean my whole house back up. First of all, because putty, little BJ come in there with a vengeance. Okay. And my house stay clean. Okay. But when he leaves, it's like a tornado hit it. And I can't, I can't get myself together until it's clean. Well, now I'm all out and I don't feel like praying. You see what I'm saying? That, that's the real. I don't feel like praying that God knows don't ask me read nothing because I'm going to fall asleep. Please don't ask me read nothing. But we've got to press on. We've got to press on the upward way because guess what? God gave you your ch grandchildren. He gave them your children as a blessing to you. But he doesn't mean them to hinder you from building your relationship with him. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So when you have good intentions, let's do our very, very best. And I'm going to tell you right now, truth be told, I don't make it, I don't make it to pray all the time. After they done left, girl, I'm going to tell you, God, no, help, pray, pray my strength in the Lord. I'm tired. I'm wore out, and all I want to see is the sheets. That's it. And when I get in the bed, I just smile. I'm so happy to be there. <laughs> I'm just so happy. And my husband, he, he goes.
go further than me. He goes, Lord, thank you so much for creating a bed. Thank you. I mean, he just, he just began to pray about it. Lord, I thank you so much for creating the mattress. He just go in. Because your body, just, this body, we ain't all spirit, y'all. This flesh go down. So we have to continue to press toward the mark. Press toward the mark. Because the enemy already know your schedule. And guess what? Just like God's hand is at work for you, the enemy who has the imp assigned to you and your family is at work 24-7. They don't sleep either. Okay? So while you being a blessing to your daughter or you being a blessing to your son, the enemy has already worked up a trap. For you spiritually. That Jonah is there. So we have to be able to guard this temple. Guard this temple by building it. Keeping it built up. So if we allow this to happen on an ongoing, guess what? You're losing. You're losing relationship with God. Every day, we're supposed to grow. But every day... We don't give him everything we got. So the days we don't give him everything we got, oh man, the nurturing, the spirit that's supposed to be being nurtured loses out. Okay, let me just take that one for Tuesday. Oop, let me take this one for Thursday. Let me pull that out from Friday. So I won. The enemy said, I won four days out of the seven. Don't ever let the enemy win because you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. God lives in us. We no longer need an intercessor, y'all. We don't need an intercessor. David's son built a temple for God. And Solomon was so excited because he knew how hard his daddy had worked toward this thing. He knew my daddy, he, he was all in, but dad couldn't build the temple. God told him one of his descendants would build that temple. And that descendant is me. God Almighty, I thank you for choosing me to build this temple. This temple took him seven years to build. Seven years because it had to be exactly the way God instructed for it to be. Seven years. My God. Seven years. Let me think. Seven years from then, I want to be able to enjoy some things. You know, when you think about getting older, the first thing you think about is, Lord, I don't want to be crippled. I don't want to be paralyzed. I don't want to be crumping over. I don't want to be able, I want to be able to move about. I said, Whitney, what you waiting on to give mommy a grandbaby? I, I want to be able to enjoy him or her. <laughs> Ash, can you have enough? Ma, I didn't give you three babies. Wait, Ma, Ma leave me alone. <laughs> okay. I done did my part in procreating. <laughs> I said, give mama one more. Just give mama one little girl. Now you tell your husband, do something different this kind. Because the last three times, he didn't gave me boys. I don't want to see no more boy bullets come out of there. I want you to give me a girl. Tell that boy, do it backwards. Do something. I got to have a girl out of this thing. <laughs> Ma, you done had us. One more. Give me one more girl. And mama going to leave you alone. Go and call Whitney. Whitney. Whitney know how to do it. She said, Ma, I'm working on it. Every single time I call, Ma, I'm working on it. Now, you know, between the tailors and the wife, my mama got nine kids, his mama got nine kids. You ain't got to do that much work. 
All you got to do is lay down and it happens. Make it happen, girl. Give me somebody. Give me a girl. I'm trying to tell you, we, David's son wanted to do it. He was ecstatic about doing it. And when it was complete, God knows this brother was happy. He said, I have succeeded my father's expectations. I have succeeded my father in the work of the Lord because I have built the temple that he required. God didn't ask for it. He wanted to do it. There was something he wanted to do for the Lord. He said, I've done it. It is great in God's sight. He has taken every sacrifice that we've placed on that altar. Every Y'all remember how many sacrifices I told you was placed on a 2,200 goat, 2,200 sheep, 2,000. I mean, 20,000. I mean, he just went on and on. And then, like I said, after he finished sacrificing on in the most holy place, he went out into the holy place because some of the cattle was just way too big for him to sacrifice. What are we sacrificing to the Lord? What are we as children of God doing? What are we sacrificing unto him? I mean, are we really sacrificing or are we just sacrificing? You get what I'm saying? Okay, when I say sacrifice, sometimes, you know, the pastor might say, uh, today I need a $50 uh, sacrificial offering so that we can do X, Y, Z. Lord, no. You got the $50. You got it allotted for something else, though. You see what I'm saying? Well, mm, let me go ahead. I'm going to go ahead on. I'm going to go ahead and give it. God said he like a cheerful giver. Lord, help me to be cheerful as I'm giving this $50. But sometimes a sacrifice is something that you give and that don't hurt. Woo! It's it like, it, whoosh, something punched you in your stomach. That's a sacrifice right there. That's a real sacrifice right there. Because God asked for 50, you gave 200. You ain't had that. that by no stretch. Lord, now how am I going to get, I ain't even got no gas to get home. But your heart was pure, you see. Your heart was, before you leave, somebody shake your hand and bless you with something. God know you need a gas. Now you got to trust him through the week. Don't he say, Lord, I gave you $200. Lord, you know I done sacrificed the $200 to you. Lord, you ain't got to remind God. You ain't got to remind him about what you done did. Because whatever you gave, he gave it to you anyway. Lord, you know full well. Look at my tire. Lord, let me go back to Wawa and put some gas up in here. Let me go back to Wawa and put some air up in here. They need 50 cents. Let me go find my change purse. I mean, but Lord, I done sacrificed this 200 I'm going, I'm going through this week. I'm going through. This reality, y'all know I'm telling the truth. You give that sacrifice and then you start to struggle a little bit. That does not mean God's hand is not at work for you. You got to know who you serve. God said, I will provide everything you need. He didn't say I'm going to provide everything you want. Because I didn't see a new table set, I won't. <laughs> he said, Carl, I'm going to 
I'm going to bless you with that. He didn't say that. He said, I'm going to give you, provide for you everything you need. We got a table at home. We had no problem sitting at it. I just, I just want a new one. Well, then guess what? Girl, I save up for it. I ain't got no money. I work at the school system. Ain't no saving. That's out. Forget that. I need, but matter of fact, let me get a sacrificial offering from y'all. Okay. <laughs> y'all, y'all don't understand. That paycheck is just for one day. Working with them kids. I'm trying to tell you. I love what I do. And when you love the Lord, you don't mind sacrificing. You don't mind sacrificing, do you, boo? I know you don't. You don't mind sacrificing for the Lord. But again, remember, y'all, sometimes one sacrifice is good. When God, the man of God asks you for something, sacrifice your time. Can somebody come into the church and clean up? Can I get six ladies? Can I get seven ladies to come in and help clean up? Look, the usher board is in need of a couple of more people to stand on the walls of Zion. How many of you can sacrifice? Girl, you know my legs got Velcro veins or whatever. They blue and brown. I don't care. God can turn them red. Come on here. What can you do? Extra for the Lord. What can you do extra? I know my husband. He done cried loud and spelled that. I need more choir members in the choir. I need the choir to be like once upon a time. In other words, I need you to get your head in the game and begin to sacrifice that gift God has given you. Well, my voice is a little bit cranky. Sure it is. That's why we got to cover them all those extra people to help us all out. What extra can we do for the Lord? What other sacrifices can we make unto the Lord? We need to rededicate this temple, this temple, this Holy Ghost temple, back unto the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to do my very best. I'm not going to give you my leftovers when I'm tired and, and I'm cranky and I haven't eaten and my feet hurt. And I'm not going to give you my leftovers. I'm going to give you my best. And my best isn't even good enough. My best isn't even good enough. Everything we do is at filthy rags. Don't try to puff yourself up because you've done a little extra than the person next to you. Come on here. Any and everything we do is supposed to be genuine from our hearts. Genuine from our, our mind. I mean, I know Sister Queen won't be mad at me. But every time I turn around, Sister Queen is blessing me. She blesses me. I mean, any holiday, any Thanksgiving, every Christmas, every Valentine's Day, every month. You know, she one of those bless you on a sneak peek type. You don't even know she always giving it to somebody else to give it to you. You don't even see her till next Sunday. Thank you, Sister Queen. God's going to bless her. Because when you bless the man of God and the woman of God, then your blessing is there. It's on the way, baby. You can take that to the bank. You can take that to the bank because guess what? She ain't have to do that. She ain't have to do that. I didn't even know who Sister Nancy was. I got a call from her one time. I was like, I was the first guy here. I said, who is Sister Nancy Jones? She done blessed my life. Who is she? You know what I'm saying? 
It's like, you know, you can bless people and people don't have to know about it. God said when you bless someone in secret, he's going to bless you openly. That's what the Bible says. You ain't going to tell me these people ain't blessed. When you bless your pastor, just praying for him. You're blessing him. When you keep him before the Lord, you're blessing him. Keeping his arms up. Because we are in warfare, people. In case you haven't noticed, we are in warfare right now. That crazy Trump then blew up. And what can we do? As the saints of God, we got to stay focused. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Because guess what? God allowed Trump to be our president. Okay? Because guess what? The end times are coming. And somebody had to be ignorant, so I guess it was him. We have got to stay focused, keeping our eyes on Jesus Christ. Don't let the waves. You remember when Peter jumped in, out into the boat? I'm all out of my lesson right now. Remember when Peter jumped out of the boat? The disciples all saw Jesus walking on the water. They all saw him. They was like, oh my God, that's a ghost. Oh my God, that's a spirit. That's a this, this, this. And he said, fear not. For it is I. Peter said, what? If it be you, God, bid me to come out to you. Bid me to come out to you. And Peter began to walk. He, he had faith. Because I'm going to tell you, I'd have been like the lamb. Hold it on to somebody else. Jesus in the name. As, as if this tormented storm having took us out. We about to die up in here. Now here comes something walking on the water. This ain't real. Hold on to somebody. I'm scared. I'm here scared. I am scared. This is reality. How many of you would have said, Lord, bid me to come out? Raise your hand. So y'all would have been like me. Hold on. Maybe our change is coming, but hold on to somebody. Don't die by yourself. There's no, I don't know nobody that would have been that brave. With me, God, if it's you, because it could have been Satan. Satan would say, heck yeah, come on out here. I got you. Soon you stepping and you going down. How? Could you have known that it was God? Just because you said, if it's you, bid me. I ain't trusting that. That's why I'd have stayed in the boat. That's me. My faith had not, not been built to that perfect place just yet. Pray much for me in the name of the Lord. It's just like our troubled times. It's like our troubled times today. Every last one of us got some kind of problem. Whether it's with our body with our health in some way, shape, or form, or whether we're financially stressed out. You know, we got our loved ones that we're keeping and they keeping us stressed out, you know. Whatever it may be, you got a tribulation and you got a tumultuous situation in your life that's trying to take over, trying to take over your spiritual reality. Because what your spiritual reality is, is that you've already won the battle. Though I see this tornado turning this little boat upside down with us in it. This is my reality right here. I'm looking at it. That's why God said we cannot walk by sight. We 
we must walk by faith. And for, ten, for Paul, Peter to, to say, Lord, bid me to come. If it be you, bid me to come. There was a brave brother. Ooh, but you know, everybody in the boat already knew Peter was crazy. Okay. Don't get it twisted. Peter, Peter was a bodacious brother. He tried anything once. Well, I ain't following people like that. That's, I'm a pretty much conservative individual. Well, I like to observe things before I allow myself to get into them. So, Lord, if you I'm coming. So, there he go. He walking. He walking by faith. Good God Almighty. It must have been the wonderful thing to know you a human being. You out in the middle of the ocean. I mean, because you was, you ever been on a cruise? You ever seen all the water around you? You ain't going nowhere. I don't care what happened. You stuck. So you might as well get relaxed. Get relaxed. Because if you jump, you're gone. If the boat is turning to, just hold on to something in the boat. Because there's no land nowhere. And here come Jesus walking on the water. And here come Peter with his crazy self. But see, Peter was radical. Sometimes we got to be radical in Jesus. He was a radical brother. Bid me to come. Here he go. He walking out on the water. And he noticed a man walking out on this water. Next thing you know, he get to the point where he can't get back to that boat. The boat up there where the organ is now. He can't get back to it. The Lord allowed a little storm to come on through now. Now, how much faith do you have? As long as the water is calm. As long as your situation is calm, as long as you got money in the bank, you good. As long as your situation is straight between you and your wife, you all right. You and your girls and your boys and your family, y'all cool. But when that tumultuous turmoil, division just begin to turn some things up, it becomes a storm. A storm you can't carry by yourself. You need Jesus to help you with this one. But now here you go. The storm is rolling. And Peter was like, he took his eyes off of Jesus. The first thing he did wrong was he took his eyes off the one who could save him, who could fix the situation at hand. He began to look all around him. Everything was falling apart. That's what we do in our life. When we can't control situations and they are going crazy in our life, your job is giving out pink slips. Your boss can't stand you and giving you a fit. Your children acting crazy. My son has stole money from the house because he need more drugs. My daughter is an alcoholic. My kids are acting like they done lost their everlasting mind. I'm a single mother trying to make it. I'm trying to help you, but you fighting against me. I can't get my sisters and brothers to help me alone. They too busy talking about my family, saying that you're supposed to be so saved, but look at your children, and I'm telling you, everything around you has fallen apart and going crazy. What are you going to do? You are going to stay focused. That's what you're going to do. You're going to stay focused on Jesus Christ. Keep your eyes stayed on Jesus. He whose mind is stayed on Jesus, God will keep them in perfect peace. He's saying some kind of peace and that unbalanced peace 
but he said in perfect peace. That means you ain't losing no sleep at night. You ain't walking up and down the aisle. Lord, bring him back home. Lord, get my grandson right now. Lord, help him, Jesus. You ain't doing that in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, you snowing. That's what you're doing. You know why? Because you are in perfect peace. And when you're in perfect peace, nothing disturbs your sleep. Nothing disturbs your rest. So if you say you trust God and you up all night, you better find the real God that you're supposed to be trusting in because you'll be asleep. Okay? All right? Sure. God said, keep your eyes on him. When you keep your eyes on him and situations occur in your life, you know what you do? You pull out your resume book. <laughs> your resume book, and this is personalized. All of us got a resume. All of us got a resume in God. But every last one of our resumes are different because we've gone through different things in our life. This temple has gone through. Well, I couldn't breathe. I mean, many times, I just thought I was going away from here. Because when you can't breathe, nothing else matters. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you cannot breathe, I severe asthma. But I claim to be whole. I can speak it, walk it, act like, and then when boom, before you know it, like right now I'm sweating like a pig. I'd be so glad when this little stage of my life is over. But I'm sweating, 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 sweating. I don't even know what it's like to sweat. I play basketball, I play all kinds of stuff, I ain't sweat. But whatever this stage is going on right here, right now, <laughs> I be sweating like I am playing for Baltimore Ravens, okay? Every young what I'm saying to you. Look at me, I'm swearing now. I ain't doing but walking up and down this aisle. That's it. Lord help me, go get my thing. What I'm saying to you is this. What I'm saying to you is this. Let us remember to keep our eyes on. We, we have to, guys. If we don't keep our eyes on God and situations occur in our life, we're going to wait with the situation. Over here. Oh, it's just, it's just turn us here. We here. Oh, we turned around, spent us around, took us back. Oh, then you, you will never go forward if you don't keep your eyes on God. You're going to sink. Peter began to sink when he took his eyes off Jesus. He went down. In the middle of the ocean, you're talking sharks, whales, stingrays, all kinds of nasty stuff. See, I'm scared of stuff, so I ain't going too far. I ain't going too far when nothing gonna hurt me intentionally. Okay, well, dolphins are sweet, they got teeth because last time I checked, they had teeth, sister. Dunn. So I ain't even trying to be out there with them, they ain't that friendly. I'm in their territory, remember. You are in somebody else's territory when you're sinking. Because you ain't in God's territory. God, girl, thank you. When you sink, then you now stop believing. You know that, right? When you begin to sink in your situation 
and it's beginning to stress you out. Now you got an ulcer. Now you got an aneurysm. Now you got stomachache. Now your body hurt. Now I don't feel good. I just, all of that is of the enemy. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Because you have not given the situations over to God. You left him at the altar. I gave it to him. I was praying. I gave it to him. But when you finish at the altar, well, guess what you did? You picked it back up and took it with you. Now you're walking around with the baggage again. How you focused? If you left it at the altar, leave it there. Leave all of it. God said, cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. Leave them at the altar and walk away. Now, if somebody else go to the altar and want to pick up your junk from your trunk, let them have it. But you leave your baggage there. Leave it. And you stay focused. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for blessing me to get a raise on my job this year. Boom. Walk away. Now, walk like it. Like you already got it. Talk like it. Yeah, girl. I'm about to bring it in. I'm about to be able to bless the saints. I'm going to be able to bless the Lord. I'm going to be able to bless the Lord. How anything you do, make sure you're doing it for the glory of God. Okay? Make sure we're doing it for the glory of God. God has been too good to us. We got to stay focused. We have to remind yourself of the things God did for you before you got into this situation. I ain't even get into the situation. Somebody pulled me in. Okay, well, now that you're in, focus. Focus. Don't allow yourself to get pulled into situations from the people in your job that's talking negative. God gave you that job. And, you know, people are always talking about their job. What they don't realize is if they didn't have a job, life can be some kind of challenging. And many people who have been in Christ Jesus, God will test us to see, you say you love me, and nothing will separate you from the love of me. That's what you say. Those are the things you said at your mind. You even sang it. You sang it in the choir. You sing it on the praise team. You worship with it. Now let me give you a pink slip. Now you ain't got a job. Do you still love them like that? You're still going to come to church and give them glory? You're still going to be on your knees and say, Lord, bless sister such and such. She needs you, God. Are you or are you going through a depression now? You're going through a depression? Let me tell you something, honey. My husband and I both, we had six-figure income coming into our house. And God took his job three weeks later. He took mine. We had nothing. But guess what? Didn't change our faith in God. It didn't change our faith in God. We kept on. God has blessed every last one of us with a gift. My husband has a gift with his hands. He began, he opened up tailor-made household or house, what do you, you know, do, do, house, you know, what do you do all this stuff? He fixed things. He put fix your roof, he'll fix your car, he'll fix your garage, he'll fix your floor, he'll put hardwood floors in, he'll paint, okay? Use the gift that God has given you. What I do, I start braiding every child's hair. My kids, my kids, they, I call them, mama, your baby's hair need a little attention. I start braiding hair. I start cooking dinners. I start making cakes and pie. Use what you got. 
to get what you need and God will bless you. Faith without works is dead. Had my husband sit at the house just slipping in resume, slipping in resume. And I sit at the house saying, Lord, have mercy, we need you. We need you. Yeah. God worked with that money, that, that money we had coming in. Our mortgage was $3,300 a month. Okay? Let's keep it real. Was my husband not bringing that in after we? No. But some kind of way. But God. God blessed us to make that mortgage. And guess what? We had, at that time, we had two other kids living in our home. We already had three. We had two other kids living in our home. On top of the kids that come from school every day with the girls to eat at the house every day. Every day. That's why I start cooking dinners for their parents. Now you can pay me while you go to work. And you can have dinner for your kids when they come home. You understand what I'm saying? Use what you got and God will bless it. You don't know how. I don't know how. I can't even explain it to you, y'all. I honestly cannot explain it to you. Our mortgage was 33. Our Pepco bill was always 600 and above. That's just light. We're talking about gas now. Well, gas bills still do. The car notes still do. The insurance still do. Guess what? The water still do. And we still got everybody in the house that's hungry. And if we needed food in that house. When you work, when you put your faith to work, God's going to bless you. You hear what I say? And we, who are we? We broke as a joke. But we feeding other people. We let other people come stay with us. When you bless the very least, God said, you are blessing him. When you bless the very least, you're blessing God. How, tell me, how can you bless God and you not be blessed? It taught me a valuable lesson. Your job is not your provision, baby. You hear what I say to you? Get off of that high horse. Your job is not your provision. That's extra. God is your provider. He is your Jehovah Jireh. You better remember that. Because we were blessed above measure. Well, both of us not having a full-time job. My full-time job was to stay home. And watch them girls. Train them up. Be a mom with their homework. Make sure they're not getting corrupted by the world of young girls that's out there in their life when they leave my home. Praying for my girls. Teaching them get on their knees. Come on, we fasting today. We on a water fast today. We on a... That was my job. I had to be about God's business. And as I was about God's business, God was about my business. So check yourselves. Make God your focus and your priority. Do things that are comely unto him. That are good unto him. Your temple is your dedication and commitment unto God. Your temple is the Holy Ghost itself. God's plan was to make this temple. And his plan was brought out through Solomon. The temple was built. And guess what? Solomon was so excited and so ecstatic. 
when he went to pray, he prayed, you know, back then in those days, you know how we pray on our face onto the ground and we lay a little prostrate? Back then, the, the uh, posture was to be upright when you bless the Lord back then. So Solomon is at the temple. Both of his hands is up and he just praising God and he just blessing God and he just glorifying God for the temple. All the people are behind him. So you see y'all the people. I'm, I'm, I'm Solomon. I'm at the altar just blessing God and praising God. And, so, and he, it got so good to him. After he finished blessing God, he turned around to the people and told the people, give God glory. Praise his holy name. He brought us out of Egypt. He took us through the wilderness. And 40 years, I mean, I mean, each one of these events were 40 years and 40 years. And God Almighty, I don't want to be in bondage for 40 years. My time is up. Hey, 40 years? Thank God back then, them people was living long. We ain't living long like that now. Time is being cut short every day. So we've got to bless God right now. We've got to bless God with our behaviors, the way we treat one another. I love you, sir. God bless you. Good morning. Treat everybody right, y'all. Everybody. I ain't talking about the ones you like, the ones you used to. Treat everybody right. When you bless and you're good to someone else, that's karma. It's coming right back to you. You're going to be blessed too. When you say positive things and then you encourage other people, when you need it, that encouragement's coming right back to you. When you show love unconditionally, and she didn't get on my nerve. I'm, you know, I, last week we were good, but this week I'm over her. I'm, I'm, I didn't cut her off. Cut. That, that, that's, that was conditional. That wasn't that one real. Let's try this again. God has given you a new robe of mercy. Let's try this again. Well, I'm, I don't even want to deal with it at this point. I'm so glad God don't say, I don't even want to deal with Carol now. Should have messed up again. I don't even want to deal with her no more. If God turned his back on us every time we disappointed him, where would we be? Come on, think about it. When you treat somebody wrong, hurtful, not mindful of what you say out of your mouth. The mouth, the tongue, Ooh, that's an untamed thing. And once you've said something ugly out of your mouth, you can't take that joint back. You, you can't take it back. And what you have said has cut all the way down. You didn't you said it and it cut all the way down to here in somebody else. And now they're storing it. If they don't know how to let it go, it's stored. Next time you get mad at them, you say something else, going right back in there, in the second part of storage. Some people can't be delivered from a lot of things because they've held on to all that negativity, all of that dirt, contaminated, polluted verbiage that somebody has poured into. You ain't never been no good. Your daddy won't no good. Your mama, she was a drunk, and look, you're going to be just like her. You act just like her. Matter of fact, you look just like him. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Slow kids get that kind of negativity poured into them foundationally. 
and they grow up with low, low self-esteem. They grow up with negative connotation in them. They grow up with rage in them. They grow, I look at it every day. I told my husband, I know how much long I'm being in this classroom. He said, as long as God wants you there. I said, well, let me just go ahead and get my practice test, study for my practice test then. Because they need so much encouraging. They need to know that they're loved. Why are kids walking from their homes not knowing that they're loved? Why? Why you bring these babies into this world if you won't go love them? Why? They're so innocent. You treat them horribly because they're not yours. That's my brother's kids. They're my brother's kids and they act just like them. They seven and five. You are the adult, real those children in the ammunition of God. Every last one of my children are already, their careers are already before them in my class. You are engineer, you are nurse, oh girl, you video, you gonna be in video production, but Christian videos, you, you gonna be singing into the glory of God. I got a little girl to hum all day. We trying to work. Song bell, I call her song bell, song bell, song bell. We gonna let you get up and sing for the class after we finish this assignment. No, need a song for 20 minutes might well get up and sing for us so you can get it out your system okay Miss Taylor, all right it's like she can't help herself I know that girl is destined for something good so I tell her God's gonna use you in the house of God you use that boy that she can't sing really but it's okay she <laughs> it's okay I let her think that she is like a Whitney Houston uh, girl you killing it today but we're gonna need you to calm that down okay you know Let me tell you, we all have a gift in us. Every last one of us. We all have a gift. And God living inside of this temple, he can flourish that gift to a place you never think it could go. Let me tell you, when I got saved, all I wanted to do is sing in the choir. That's it. I didn't have no big expectations. I just wanted to live holy, live right for the Lord, and sing in a choir for the Lord. That's it. That was my expectation. Look at me now. To the glory of God. Never would I have thought I'd be up in front of people talking, running my mouth like this here. But God has a plan. And God has a purpose for you. Let him flourish you. Let him blossom you into that Holy Ghost vessel that you are destined to be. Remind yourself on an ongoing what God has already done for you. And when you continue to go back and look at that resume, you can't do none. But when you think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for you, your soul cries out, Hallelujah! Thank God! For saving me. Let your temple be a representation. Let your temple be a light unto your master. Give God glory for all that he has done for you. I'll see y'all next week. I hope you've learned something in Jesus' name.